What's up, guys? Matt White here with Jimmy Mentis for another episode of Fit Business. Thank you all for tuning in. Jimmy, what's going on, man? How are you, man? I'm staying busy. Another staying day, busy. another dollar. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you wearing the blue today? Are you representing uh, somebody, anybody? I'm just in a blue mood, I guess. Yeah. All right. Blue shirt, blue hat. Are, are you gonna blue out- skies? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh jeez. All right. So you sent me a text. You say you want to talk about this topic. It's been going on for years, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know why you even have a desk. I, I shouldn't. I, I mean, if if you would follow me around on a weekly basis, you would get a sense of what we're about to talk about. So today's topic is Jimmy and I wanted to talk about how today's business, the way that you do and run your business, is completely different than what it was, say, 10, 15 years ago, even like five years ago. And and what I mean by that is because of technology, because of this thing, because of tablets, because of Wi-Fi spots being pretty much anywhere, Starbucks, different restaurants, libraries, you don't have to physically be in an office these days. And I feel like a lot of companies they're stuck in that old school mentality of we're going to have a physical location. And again, this, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm just saying you need to have some flexibility. So many businesses have this, you know, physical location where everybody has to drive to every single day. They have their little cubicle where they feel like absolutely nothing because they're stuck in a room full of 50 different people in a little six by six box where you're scrunched in trying to get all your stuff done when it doesn't have to be like that. I don't go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, you want to roll, man. You're just on a roll. No, I, I won't shut up if 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 you don't yeah. interrupt me. So please I, do. I believe I believe uh, you know we we we're trying to get away from that. Okay, I, I see. I see a lot of a lot of companies, um, entrepreneurs especially. Okay, including myself, getting away from that. I have to check in. I have to check in. I have to check in. I have to have a desk. I have to sit at my desk. Uh, I have to have a desk light. I have to have my desktop instead of a laptop. Okay, but technology is also allowing us, right? Because back then, when you needed to fax something, you had to be at a fax machine. Now you download an app, you take a picture of something and you can send it. Yep. So I believe technology has allowed has not allowed has given us the opportunity to be mobile. Absolutely. I believe many companies aren't as mobile as they should be because they want to keep accountability present. Yeah. Um example about being mobile. My first three years of beauty fit was out of my house. I had Starbucks South Corp. We called it. (laughs) We had Starbucks Corp South, which was in the plantation area. And I had Starbucks Corp North, which was in the Parkland area, which I would meet Dan Solomon. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to Corp North. Right. 
<laughs> so basically, I would run the business out of the Starbucks because yeah. I would drop ship. I didn't need the warehouse. I didn't need any of that stuff. But as soon as I became a little bigger and international distributors would call me and say, hey, we'd like to come and visit your facility, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, shit. Now what? You know, um, I, you know, I got a, I got an office. And then when once you get the office and once you get the warehouse space, then, you know, you you set in because now I have four warehouses because of the inventory and stuff like that. But I do believe that many companies want to go mobile. Many companies want to be able to take advantage of this technology, but I think they're shy and they're a little concerned about accountability because when someone's sitting at Starbucks, how much work can they really do? Right. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I know when I was in corporate America, I was doing a lot of traveling, but every Friday was an office day. And so it allowed me the flexibility to, you know, not have to drive to a location. I mean, obviously, I'm in Pennsylvania. The company I was working for was out of New York, so I wouldn't be driving to their headquarters. But I got so much more accomplished while I was in my office, you know, at my home right. versus having to go somewhere, be micromanaged, have somebody looking over your shoulder. You know, you just have the freedom to be uninterrupted. And that's what I absolutely loved because if you're in an office setting, you know, you hear conversations going on and then you get pulled into those conversations or if somebody knocks on your office door Hey, did you see the football game? Hey, did you watch the NBA right. Finals last game? Right. You know, did you do this? Did you do that? And you chit chat, and it just kills your, right. you know, your momentum for the day. Kills your productivity. So I feel like having the ability to be remote gives you, you can say freedom, but I understand businesses they want the accountability because they don't know what they're doing. But what I would say to that is. If you can't trust your employees to do the work on their own, what makes you think that they're going to do the work even when they're in the office right. when you're not looking? And so the, you're and hiring the, the wrong people then. Right. And the good words of my good friend uh, Tony Robbins is a successful business. It's not about who you hire. It's who you fire. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I mean, and we spoke about this before um, we hopped on. My son, he's done with preschool now. He's going to be going to kindergarten. So he's home for a couple of days with me, and then he's going to go with my wife to to her work. She's a teacher, so she's just going to go to school um, and help her for a little bit. But when we're done here, I'm actually going to go right up the street to the lake. I'm going to work from the lake. Yeah. My son's going to play, have fun, and I'm still going to be productive. I'm still going to be able to write content. I'm still going to be able to work with my clients. I have my phone. People can call me, I can text, I can email, I can do everything. But that's that's you, though. See, you're your own boss. When you got a team of four or five people, right? When you got a, you know, when you got a, a team, at some point you have to have that environment. Like, I'm all for it. Trust me. I'm all for being mobile. I'm all for having 10 employees. And you know what? Once a month or twice a month, Everybody meets up somewhere, you know, but you do Skype calls every two, three days. I, I'm all for it. But at some, you have to have that team environment as well. I, I agree. It also depends on, on what your business 
is. Like if you have um, a sales team, you know, they're all working on their individual territories. Right. That's Excel uh, numbers, accounts. Exactly. So it's not like, you know, you and I need to be sitting next to each other picking up the phone because, right. you know, we could say, hey, Jimmy, I'm having this issue with um, this account. You know, have you come across this? Can you help me out? But at the same right. time, I can pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, I'm having this issue. Right. You know, what's going on? But if you have a collaborative team, I mean, you have things like, uh, what is it, Slack um, and, and all these other apps on your phone where you can stay connected to everybody. You can do video conference calling. You have, um, you know, go to meeting and stuff like that where yeah. everybody can can collaborate, be on the same and watch everybody on the screen. Um, but I, I just, the corporate environment where everyone is stuck in a room and it's so stuffy and people are breathing down each other's necks and people are loud and talking behind you and interrupting you. I, I hated that situation, that environment, that landscape, because I feel like I couldn't just, and, and it might be different with me because I'm more of the creative being a content writer and stuff. Okay. So when I get going, I don't like to be interrupted. And that's why people, when they call me, they never get me because I have everything shut off. My notifications, mm -hmm. nobody gets to me unless you're on my calendar. Um, because there's nothing like being halfway through a content piece. You get interrupted for 15 minutes on a call. Now you have to reread the entire it. thing yeah. all over again to get back, you know, in the creative flow. So I think each business is different. So you have to kind of tread that water, you know, lightly. But I feel like more businesses are going the route of, hey, you can work remote maybe two or three days out of the week. But for two or three days, we want you to be in the office. You know, right. we're going to have meetings. So maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're in the office. Tuesday, Thursday, work from home or work remotely or whatever the case may be. Um, Do you think that's more productive for the person? So, so take yourself out of it. I'm going to stay out of this one. Okay. We, you and I own a business, not supplements, just a whole different monster. Okay. And, uh, we tell this one person, you know what, you know what, uh, Sally, you've been coming in five days a week. Um, why don't you do your thing and why don't you come twice a week in the office, give us a report what you do. And then the other three, why don't you work mobile? Okay. Okay. It, do you think that Sally would be more productive or or as excited about her job i think she would probably be more excited because it shows that the company trusts her and and believes that she's capable of fulfilling her duties and obligations in her role and allowing her to not have to fight traffic not have to drive and, you know, spend the money on gas to and from maybe twice a week, three times a week that you would be going to the office. I, I think it would help the, the overall rapport of the employee and the employer mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I mean, like we said earlier, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It can go either way. 
it can either work in their favor if you have somebody who's a hustler and they're like, cool, I can put my head down, I can focus and get my work done. But on the same, you know, topic, if somebody's not and how do you measure that? about working there, how do you it, measure that? Sales numbers. So if but, you're a salesman, but, but look sales at the numbers, numbers if or productivity. Yeah, but yeah, but sales numbers might be down for the, for, for the month in general. Well, I mean, if if they're if they're recording what they're doing on a daily basis, okay, I open up two businesses on Monday, uh -huh. three on Tuesday, you know, whatever the case may be, uh -huh. the numbers don't lie. I mean, right. that, now that's not to say that you didn't call somebody on Monday. You open them up on Tuesday while you're working from home, so it it you know fudges the numbers a little bit. But I mean, I think it's worth businesses giving it a shot, and if it doesn't work. Maybe you say, hey, man, you know, we're just I, not seeing the numbers. Let's let's start going back into the office every day. I have to be honest with you. I got a problem with that. With with what part? I get <laughs> with the whole, everything, all, this whole, whole thing, the whole thing. I just I've been there, done that. I, I know people just take advantage of the situation. There is no way around it. No way around it. Even the, even the, there's no way. Even because it's bound to happen. Let's say that employee is, is a, an amazing, an amazing asset to the business. Amazing asset to the business. You start giving him that freedom. He steps out a little, comes back in, right? Nothing happens. Amazing employee steps out again. Nothing happens. Steps out again. Nothing happens. Steps out again, gets caught. Like, it's like, it's like making money. You're never happy. You're never happy. And at the end of the day, giving the employee the freedom to roam is a recipe of failure. I love this conversation. I absolutely love it. But... If you don't put them in the chair for them to check in sooner or later, they're going to roam and you won't be able to have them be as effective. Now, here's the one thing that I find very, uh, that's needed inside and in-house is um, art directing. All the art. All the video, all the editing needs to be in-house. This whole, hey, let me let me design this ad for you. Let me send it to you. Tell me what's what's right and what's wrong. I freaking go crazy because I like to sit there with on the monitor, the big ass monitor. And I'm like, hey, switch this here, pull this over there, do this over here, and we're done. By the time three, four, by the time I'm done with these emails, it's four or five emails going back. I lost the whole day. But if they were in-house within an hour, sitting down with a cup of coffee, relaxing, talking, discussing, it would have been done. That's where I, I again, you know, you, you have to have control of your employees. Call me a control freak. I would love to give them the freedom. And I think every every 
owner or CEO or, or, you know, boss would love to give the freedom because when you give the freedom to Rome, it takes a lot of pressure off you, right? But what happens? Now you're thinking, what are they doing? Why is he here? Why is he there? What they're doing here? You know, I'm going to give you a quick example. It's a quick story. You're, you you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. We got time, right? There's a guy I knew. He uh, used to work for a major uh, technology company, computer company, and uh, was, uh, was scouted by IBM. He was doing 1.2, 1.3 million a month in sales. Okay, this is back, back in the days, right? So he goes to IBM, and um, they were on a tight, they had him on a tight leash. Go do what you got to do. But when it came at the end of the month, he had a, uh, he had an expense report, right? So he do an expense report. It was normal. Right? So one time he went to New York. It's freezing cold. It's, it's a true story. One time it was freezing cold and uh, went to one of the little kiosks and bought a, uh, a little hoodie, a little... Um, Beanie. Beanie, okay? Put it on the expense report, $10, okay? They call him in. They're like, hey, this is all good. This is all good. But this beanie, we're not paying for it. All right? So this is the beginning when he first got to IBM. All right? Well, make a long story short, eight months later, nine months later, he's bringing in two, three million dollars a month. Right? He's expensing everything. Everything. So one time he tells me he went to, went to uh, the controller or whatever he went to, and he goes, it was a stack, his expense report. And he throws it on the desk and goes, find, find the beanie. Because he was making so much money, they didn't care. Yeah. But he had control. He had control of that. Now, because he was responsible, the boss, his boss didn't care where he was going, what he was doing. He didn't care if he was sitting home for a whole month. Because he knew at the end of the month, he's going to have his numbers. Right. That's back then, man. That doesn't happen now. Well, I think, too, the, the problem is society is getting lazier. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't want to go into the certain types of people, um, cause then I'll be considered a bully, <laughs> but you know, people think that, Hey, if I show up to work, I deserve a paycheck. I mean, me and you we're we're wired a little bit differently where you'll, you'll get a paycheck if you produce results, if you, if you work. So, you know, I, I think. Again, it depends on the business. I mean, you and I, it's a little different because we, we own the business. So we're, we're able to work from Starbucks, work from the lake, work from the beach, mountain, whatever. Um, but I mean, I, I still think that having at least a couple days where you don't have to be in the office is a good thing. But you have to have the right team. I mean, look, I wouldn't do a remote um, type of weekly schedule if I didn't believe in my team. I don't care who they are. You could be the best, the best salesman when you're sitting next to me, but if if 
you're a screw but, off and, and you're not doing your job outside of the walls where I put you, then, you but know, then again, then again, going back, then again, going back to what we're saying, then you hired the wrong team. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's what I'm right. getting at. So it all boils down. You're right. You're right. It all boils down to who you're hiring. I mean, if I'm hiring people who have, you know, and this is probably going to offend some people, if you have no, it's our show, high, high, no high level point. skills, then I, there's, I would not have the option of working remotely mm-hmm. because obviously somebody would have to micromanage those individuals. Right. If you're highly skilled, you're very professional. You basically run your role as if it were your own business. You know, you, you have my trust un- until you don't. So. And then what happens? Here's, here's, here's what I would do. If I had employees and they were working remotely, say, two or three days a week, and I found one of the employees wasn't producing, they would come in, we would sit down, we would chat. Okay, hey, look, the last couple of weeks, numbers haven't been great. You know, what's going on? What, what can I do to help? Is something going on? Are you not able to focus at home? You know, what, how can I help you? And, and just play it off as, you know, something's not right, but let's figure it out versus you're not producing. We're not going to do this anymore. I mean, maybe there's literally something that's, that's going on. But bottom line is, if it continues, then it stops. And if they're not producing when they come back in the office, the days that, that they're called in, you know, whether it's two days or three days in the office, adios. Then, you know, we're going to find somebody new. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's tough because I've, I've been in both situations where I had to work in an office mm-hmm. and then I was in a situation where I was in some days, out some days, and now my office is right. my home. Are you telling me that the days that, and the, and some of the jobs, I probably know which ones they were, that you didn't have to check in. Are you telling me that you didn't go off to the right or off to the left at all during the day? I'm Honestly, I'm I'm wired differently. Every single job that I've had, I ran it like it was my own business, which kind of set me up to where I am now. Now that's not to say, hey, did I did I not show up to the office at nine o'clock? It was nine ten because I had to take my kid to to daycare or something. Yeah, but no. it's not like what I'm what I'm saying is is that when you had to clock in, yep, right, you had to clock in. That was it. The days that you didn't have to clock in and you were able to work mobile, didn't you ever come across yourself and just say, you know what? You know, uh, let me just do this. I got all day. I'm going to do that later. But if you're in the office, you won't be able to say that. Well, here's here's the difference, though. If if I have something to do, I have an appointment, or I have to be someplace in the morning. I'm I'm going to end just working later in the day. Then, so whether it's a nine to five or a 10 to six or whatever the case may be, I would still make sure I am putting in the hours to get the work done and the projects, you know, completed that needed to be done. I was never in the mentality of, Oh, nobody's over my shoulder today. 
I'm not doing anything right. because at the end of the day, you still have people from corporate calling you. You still have, you know, your boss checking in. Hey, you know, what are you seeing with this? What are you hearing with that? We're thinking about this. So, I mean, you you can never truly disconnect and kind of buck the system. I mean, if you do, you're asking to be fired. Um, but in the end, for me personally, I've always been more productive when I'm not in the office because I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know, I'd be doing something. I'd be like squirrel. So, so for me, like I need to be completely focused on what I'm doing. I don't want interruptions. I don't want my phone dinging, buzzing, vibrating, nothing. I, I want complete silence. Right. I mean, people, I, I have a gigantic television up on my wall here in my office. The only time I ever turn it on is if I'm eating lunch just to, you know, check the news or whatever, the weather, whatever the case may be. But other than that, it's never on. I have speakers here that I never use. Um, but again, I, I'm probably wired different than, you know, most people where I can work all day long without interruptions, without thinking, oh, well, you know, what if I just, you know, mess around today because I know I can make it up later or whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm very structured. All right. So if structured, but, but from my understanding and, and my personal experience is, you know, sometimes when, when we say, all right, I'll do it later, shit always happens during that time and something else happens and you probably never get to that or you do it tomorrow or, or to, see, to me, I won't go to sleep until it's done. That's me. All right. But I've learned that every time that I say, let me jump on this, that can wait until later. And then I'll do this and then I'll do that. Something always pops up. Right. Something always pops up. Like for now, for example, right now, just now we were supposed to, we were supposed to film. Called me twice. What happened? Bro, can't do it right now. Called me again. Hey, see? So we got our filming of this show got pushed back 45 minutes, even though it was scheduled. But because I woke up late. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it shit happens. Personal uh, responsibility. Yeah, you know, the I, I have those automatic blinds. <laughs> so I, so I, I programmed that seven o'clock, right? And for some reason, because I'm training now, I'm training now and I'm taking the beauty calm, I'm taking the beauty bomb nighttime and the recover and all that. I'm not hearing the blinds go up because <laughs> that was my alarm. So today I woke up, it was like 8.15. I'm like, holy shit, I have so much to do because at 11 o'clock we got to film. And I was already behind the eight ball. And that's just, that's what I'm saying. Is that even though I'm mobile, even though I own my own company, if you don't get on a routine, if you don't put get on a schedule for the next day, you're gonna fail. And I think that's where most of the companies fail to have their employees work outside the office because they give them the freedom to make their own schedule. That's why that was my point. This is where I want to get to. They say, well, you know, do the numbers. You know, just, as long as you bring me numbers, I don't care. If I had an outside rep, which we know that they don't work, okay, <laughs> which I don't, I don't have outside reps. But if I had an employee 
um, and they worked outside, I would want to know. I would share their calendar on my phone. Yeah. I would share their calendar. I'm like, okay, let me see, you know, let me see your calendar for the whole month. And every time you drop something something in there for the for next day or for whatever day it is, I get notification. See, I don't mind that. But not knowing what time they woke up, what time they went to sleep. Now you're gonna call me a control freak, but that all counts. That all counts. That's where I think companies can be much more successful and the overhead be much lower and the trust will be there if they shared a calendar, if they shared the day-to-day. And they don't need to talk technology now. You just know where everything is. And, and that's actually what I did when I was in corporate America working with the supplement company. We, ha- we would have a weekly report. Mm-hmm. And so I would put together like a 12-week calendar. Uh-huh. I would send it to my boss. I'm going to be in Ohio this week. I'll be in New Jersey this week. I'll be in South Carolina this week. I'm going to be in Pennsylvania around home this week. Right. And and so, you know, my boss would know exactly where I'm going to be every single week. If I would change that, I would have to get approval. Hey, you know, I have an account that I got to go see next week. I'm going to flip flop these or whatever the case may be. But then I would have an Excel spreadsheet and it would be a Monday through Friday. And Monday in every single block that I would have, I would put the time that I arrived at this account, the time I left this account, what was accomplished during that meeting, and then I would go to the next account, put in the time that I arrived, the time that I left. If I took a lunch, what time did I start? What time did I end? So at the end of the week, I would send that report to my boss, whether he would look at it or not, Mm -hmm. that's not my problem. Um, but if something didn't make sense and he was like, why do these numbers suck? Right. Yeah. Something to go back on and say, well, okay. So you checked in here, but then there was nothing from here to here. You know, what's going on? Hey, Matt, you know, what happened in this blog here? Why is there, there nothing there? Uh, well, uh, so, you know, you have some accountability if you do that, but then it got, it goes back to the. Do you trust your employees? Do you not trust your employees? But weekly reports is something that I would do for all remote employees. Like I wouldn't just give them free reign to do whatever they want. I I would want to know what's being accomplished each each day, each week. Right. And and you know, some type of calendar. So if you had projects, okay, so if if this week is gonna be this project, I, on Friday I want to see it completed. You know, and if you don't well, then, then we're gonna have a sit down. If you're not producing, then you're then you're gone. I mean, I'm I'm all you for giving them, do people you bring chances. Them back in? Do you bring them back in? You, because you if you bring that. him back in, he's not the same. Well, then I'm sorry, but you're no longer needed in the company in this role. We're gonna have to let you go. Um, to hire someone's gonna cost you more money. Correct. But if I make that money back based off of productivity for firing somebody who wasn't producing at all, right. then in the end, I'm, I'm still profiting. Right. I, I, it's like tough. I, said, I, this, yeah, this whole, this whole topic is, is very, is, um, I'm on the fence so many ways with this, uh, 
bottom line is I think if someone owns a business with employees, they got to check in. If you own your own business, you don't need to have that overhead. I think that's, that's after talking about this and, and looking and, you know, really seeing this, if you own your own business and, you know, I don't think you need to, this, this huge overhead that people, you know, say you got to have this huge overhead to do this and office space to do this and that you don't need it. You got, you got a laptop, you got an iPhone, you know, um, I mean, look what's going on with Amazon. Yeah. You know, and I, I know guys who are just uh, asking, coming to me, say, hey, can you private label a couple of products? I, you know, I say no, but what their whole concept is, can you wrap a label about around some products? Let's send them to Amazon and I'm going to sit in my underwear and I'm going to sell it on Amazon because you don't need a warehouse. You don't need anything. Right. Business as a whole is is changing and evolving. But I, I think it I think it still comes back to the mentality of the individuals. Yeah. I mean, if, if your head is on straight, I mean, kind of like when you started Beauty Fit, I started my company. I don't need that structure of a physical office location. Obviously, as you grow, like what you said, if you're gonna have meetings and they want to come visit you, right. You better have a spot unless, you know, you want well, to going through your home. <laughs> I had a doubt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, obviously, everyone's situation is going to be different. You know, am I dead set that every business should have some type of remote capabilities? No. I think it goes off of a business-by-business business basis. You know, who your employees are, what their roles are. Um whether you're a control freak or not, I mean, obviously, if if people are more relaxed, they're probably more willing to allow people to have more freedom and work mm-hmm. remotely versus people like us who are control freaks. And, right. and not that we would micromanage people, but we I would just, want people there just for accountability's sake. I just don't – I don't like wasting money. I don't like paying – you know, if so someone if needed pay money them less? I, let's put it this way. If someone needed money, I'd rather than come through the front door and say, hey, man, I need money. I'm more capable of giving them money just like that than saying, hey, can I have a job? And then them turning around and saying, well, how much are you going to pay me to work for you? <laughs> so let me, ask, let me ask you this, though. If somebody would walk in the door and say they want to be a marketing director for you, uh-huh. they want to sit next to you in the office. Uh-huh. You would say, hey, uh, we're going to pay you $50,000 a year for this role. Uh-huh. What if they would be able to work remotely some I days? Won't do it. But but you would only have to pay them 40 Won't do it. Okay. Because if you're talking about me, me, specifically me, because I, I think I'm pretty good in marketing. And the only reason why I'm not doing the editing and the videos and the art and the graphics because I don't know how to do it. Um, I have a very, very amazing vision, my little fucked up head, um, <laughs> that a lot, many people can't see it. And, it t- and I'm not very good in expressing it. Um, and that's why I would, if that guy came to me and says, hey, I do this, this, and this. I'm like, you know what? Not only are you going to have your own office, I'm going to put you in my office. 
our desks are going to be next to each other, and you and I are going to go at it all day long. You know, you know, the other day I was in the pit training and I checked in and I checked in, you know, training at the pit. There was a, a young, a young gentleman that I've known for a good two years. Hustler, hustler, right? He's a go-getter. He's been at me for a good two years. Mr. Mentis and Mr. Mentis and Mr. Mentis, which is really uncomfortable. <laughs> you know? So he came, he came. I'm not going to name him because I don't want to embarrass him, but if, he's, if, he's, if he listens to this, he's going to know who he is. He came to the pit with a bottle of champagne and a letter and a little card congratulating me. Just showed up, which was kind of creepy, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> and he says, Mr. Mentis, congratulations on your 10-year anniversary. He goes, I want to work for you. Dude, if I wasn't between a set and that of breath, I would hire him on the spot. You know, it was, you don't get that anymore. Right. And I said, I said, call me in August. This kid, out of nowhere. I want to work for you. Holy shit. You know, where are those kids now? Like, like, I feel like I'm obligated to hire him. You know, I don't want to ruin. Is he, is he the last of the Mohicans? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't want to ruin. You know, his. You know, it's like, oh my god! I'm like this, I, I looked at Tammy. I'm like, he wasn't joking. <laughs> you know, but I, I. It's like there's no, there's aren't any go getters out there. This kid wanted. He goes, you know, I want to work for you. This smart, intelligent go-getter. I mean, every time I would I, I would train uh, I would train another gym, he would see me I'm like, "Hey, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do this week together?" You know. But that's that's but that's all that all starts there. Like, would I put him remote? No, I don't care how good he is. A good boss builds leaders. You don't build, you can't build leaders if they're not next to you. And that's where I, at my age, I don't want to work anymore, man. You know, this is, this is fun for me, but I want to share it. I want to be able to have people around me to say, hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Wouldn't you want to hire, you know, four or five good writers with a just as a screwed up brain just like yours that can write 15,000 pieces in seven hours. <laughs> right. Think about it. And just out and just have, have those group of kids around you with your connections and, 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 you know, just bring them up. That, that's, that's what I want to do. And, and, but, but not, I think it all starts from the individuals. If the individual wants to learn, it doesn't matter if he's in the house or, or mobile, but to be very successful and to learn, you got to be next to that person all the time, all the time. It's the atmosphere. It's the, the behind the scenes. It's not all about making money. Making money is the end result. It's what you do to make that money. 
It's the preparation to get that money. Just because you sold something doesn't mean that you know how to sell. Maybe it's something else that you did that brought you that sale. You, you got to be able to identify that. Again, we're getting into a whole different topic, but the whole mobile thing, I feel, is a double-edged sword. I don't feel it's productive in the corporate world. I think in the corporate world, it's taken advantage of. I don't think there is honest people out there. I think there's 80, 85% dishonest and 15% honest. Uh, and um, I think because they have them clock in, I think they should have them clock in. But, you know, other companies who have employees mobile, maybe they're set up different. But I wouldn't do it. So so to close this out, you're, you're pretty much 100% against having mobile employees giving them that freedom and flexibility. Correct? If you, the hundred percent is throwing me off. If, if five people walked in here today and you sent me five people and you, you actually recommended and referred me five people to train for beauty fit, right? To, to, to hire for beauty fit. And you say, listen, I want you to hire these five people. You literally said, Jimmy, I want you to hire these five people, pay them 50 grand. And I'm like, Matt, I'll do it for you. They wouldn't go anywhere. They'd be in house. Yeah, they would be in-house. Okay. Because that's the only way I feel they would learn. Because that's not, they're not going to get distracted. Then you build the foundation with them. You also see what kind of character, what kind of personalities they have, right? What their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, right? You don't pay any attention to their weaknesses. You look at their strengths and you, and you triple down on their strengths. Many companies, many employ, employers, what they do is they, they look at the weaknesses of an employee and they try to fix it. I don't do that. I don't give a shit about your weakness. Give me, give me one strong. I'll triple down on it. And see, that's that's where I am. It's I'm on the fence. It can go either way. You can have people who need to be in house. You mm-hmm. better show up every day. Um, but then I I can see the other side of the equation where look, here's my strength. Here's your strength. I trust you. Go do your work. Whether you're sitting right here next to me right. or you're sitting at home, if I can trust you to get the work done, right. I, I would allow it. But again, I'm not 100% for or against it. I think it's situation dependent. Um, but that's kind of where I am. But I think in general, the, the way that business is And is is a lot different than years ago. Um, good, oh, bad. Yeah. Everybody's good, running around. Bad, different, huh? Everybody's running around. Everybody's working outside the office. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, has that bring has that brought up productivity? Does does do we know any numbers from that? You know, I like to hear. I like to hear what other people have to say. I here's here's what I think. I think from a employee morale side of the the equation i like what places like say google are doing where hey you're gonna come you're gonna get your shit done but when you want to play we basically have a playground right here on campus that you can enjoy yourselves work with your employees have fun connect 
form those relationships. It, it gives you a little bit of a break from like the normal day. So if you want to spend your lunch hour going and playing pinball or ping pong or pool or whatever the case may be, go for it. So I think the structure for businesses needs to change. The the whole here's your cubicle. Don't don't punch out and leave this little box until five o'clock hits. I don't think that works these days. And I think that's when a lot of people hate their job. They hate going to work. Their productivity suffers. Their energy suffers. Um, so, you know, I, I think businesses are, are, you know, they're starting to understand that people want to have fun. Right. You know, while you're running a business, that doesn't mean that that you have to sit in your chair nonstop. You're going to get beaten up every day by your boss. You know, if you have a fun entertaining you know type of environment it changes the whole atmosphere people want to work for you people want to come into work they want to produce the results versus somebody who's breathing you know breathing down your neck every day so i think there's different ways of doing it but business as a whole is changing good bad or indifferent Uh, you know we'll leave that up to you guys to to decide but we would love you know your feedback are you in corporate america right now are you in a, a cubicle from nine to five, eight to five, whatever the case may be. Do you like that type of atmosphere? Do you have freedom? Do they give you days where you can work remotely? Let us know whether it's in the YouTube comments or, you know, on social media, you're trying to give us uh, feedback on, on the episode. Let us know. We we're always trying to engage with you guys, learn from you guys. Cause look, we don't know everything. You know, we just kind of come up with topics and some of the stuff is opinion based off of what we've experienced in, in the business world and, and owning our own businesses. So, you know, we're looking for your yeah. feedback. What do you guys think is, is going to happen maybe in five or 10 years from now? Do you think everyone's going to be remote, you know, in 10 years? Um, so I think, you know, it's a cool dialogue that we can open up for you guys uh, and just feed off of each other. So, you know, what, what else do you have, Jimmy? Nothing. I believe, I believe 50 years from now, whatever, we're going to be remote. That's all I got. I absolutely agree with you. So let us know in the comments. Until next time, hope you guys enjoyed it, got some value out of it. Find us on Fit Business Official on Facebook. Please subscribe, engage. It helps us out, gets the information out. Until next time, see you guys.